a new thing. Hello, Malcolm here, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19, where God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, we're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Rahab, and today we're going to explore what we learn about Rahab's family. Let's pick up the story in Joshua 2, verse 12. The Lord your God is indeed God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then, and this is Rahab speaking to the spies, since I have dealt kindly with you, swear to me by the Lord that you in turn will deal kindly with my family. Give me a sign of good faith that you will spare my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. And we find out what happens later in Joshua chapter 6, verse 22. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring the woman out of it and all who belong to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies, went in and brought Rahab out, along with her father, her mother, her brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought all her kindred out and set them outside the camp of Israel. See, Rahab prioritizes her family, not herself. She sees her opportunity for, well, for salvation, as something she wants others to experience. Just about the highest value for a woman in ancient society was in terms of her relationship to her husband, father, and children. So her concern for her family is, in this passage, presented as making her righteous. There are some parallels with the Proverbs 31 woman concerning family and industry, flax and crimson clothing. You might like to look at that as an interesting uh, an interesting extra point here. The term for family here in this passage, when she talks about her family, is literally house of the father. This appears in the Bible as a description of an extended family governed by the eldest male, and members of a family often live together in a cluster of dwellings. Now, Rahab requests a sure sign that this deliverance will be accomplished. The sign is the oath that she wants the spies to swear for the protection of her family. It's important to see the solidarity of the family here, a concept that in this case ensures blessing and salvation for many in addition to the believer. As an oath of fealty, this covenant would bring Rahab's family into Israelite society. Rahab and her family here ceased to be Canaanite and became part of Israel's family. Rahab is acting as a spokeswoman and an agent for the family. A female, rather than a male, leads this extended family and her faith delivers it. That's a quote from the Tyndale commentary on this passage. Maybe make us think about 1 Timothy 5.8. Whoever does not provide for relatives and especially for family members has denied the faith that is worse than an unbeliever. Now that's about material provision, but surely it would extend to all the ways in which those of us who have a relationship with God might be able to bless our extended family. Or we might think of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. God's heart has always been that extended families are blessed by even just one member of that family being saved. 
Of course, Rahab could not control her family. It was up to them whether they joined her in her house at the time of Joshua's attack on Jericho, but she gave them a chance. Why not, why not take some time today to pray for your family? Include your extended family, uh, those who live abroad, those you don't see very often, or even those you find difficult. What could you do to give them a chance to share in your salvation? In any case, I hope that you find your heart, your life, your congregation, and your entire world inspired by God doing a new thing, including in your family. Until tomorrow, take care and God bless.